I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. As the program yesterday was wrapping up, I checked my email real quickly, and I saw that there uh, was a press release from the office of Utah Congressman Chris Stewart. The headline read, Stewart honors Ghost Army veterans by introducing the Ghost Army Congressional Gold Medal Act, along uh, with a New Hampshire member of Congress, Congressman Stewart, again, introducing the Ghost Army Congressional Gold Medal Act. What is uh, the Ghost Army? I uh, I knew ve- I knew vaguely about uh, the Ghost Army, very very vaguely. I could probably keep up in a conversation, but I have to fake my way most of the way through it. Uh, I I had read something somewhere uh, about it years ago. There were like inflatable tanks involved or something like that, uh, but it was not something that was taught to me in school. It was not something that was part of the history curriculum when I was coming through uh, high school and later on to college. It wasn't something that I ever knew about. Uh, And that's for a certain reason, because until the late 90s, the nature of this army of these 1,100 American soldiers assigned uh, to use their skills to deceive the enemy was classified. It was secret. It was not something known to uh, the general public. Well, uh, that classification was opened up, declassified, if you will, and now we are learning uh, some of the details of what transpired during World War II uh, and what was done by this Ghost Army. Uh, Today joining me is the sponsor of the Ghost Army Congressional Gold Medal Act, Utah Congressman Chris Stewart joins me now. Congressman, sir, welcome to the program. How are you? Uh, it's good to be with you. You know, you, you bring up such a good point about the fact this is classified. It was classified for 50 years. Uh, out of a little more than 1,000 members of the Ghost Army, there's only 11 who are still alive, and one of them, Stanley Nance, is there in Utah. And Stanley lived almost his entire life with his wife and her never knowing what he did. Uh, 50 years, he never told that secret. And uh, and I'm glad we can tell the story now because it's a, it's a remarkable story, and these guys deserve the attention of a congressional gold medal. And i got to say one more thing real quick. Uh, you know, just my respect uh, uh, for Madeline Christensen, who is mm. Stanley's great-great-granddaughter, who has uh, been kind of the, the spearhead of, of getting the recognition for this Ghost Army. And so she's an impressive young, young woman, and, uh, and she deserves an awful lot of credit for this. Very good. We'll, we'll be speaking uh, with the young woman uh, just after the commercial break. Uh, so thank you for mentioning her. And I'll tell you what, Congressman, before we go uh, further down this path, would you uh, deliver to the audience and to me uh, the history lesson that I didn't get when I was growing up? Uh, give us the basics. What, what did this Ghost Army do? How did they operate? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was it was deception. And one of the primary keys to winning a battle is for your enemy not to know where and uh, where you are and what your force is compromised of, what capabilities you have, and and how to counter that. So these guys set up, you know, this incredible deception uh, campaign. Many of which, some of those techniques are still used today. Where, for example, they had inflatable fake uh, equipment like tanks and artillery. 
they would have fake engineering soundtracks that would lead the uh, Germans to believe that uh, the things they were listening to was an incredible army, and, and a, a, a whole army that was on the move. Uh, so, for example, uh, Operation uh, Versailles was in March 45, where they, they drew the uh, Germans' attention away from what was the Ninth Army crossing the Rhine River. It, it was the biggest deception of the year. The Germans always had a question about, is this the real army or is it one of those fakes? And, it, and they had to rededicate resources and men to sometimes counter an army that didn't, wasn't even there, an army that didn't exist. And it was an incredible uh, asset for us. Uh, estimates are that uh, 30,000 American lives were saved because of the of the work of the ghost army. You, you mentioned uh, that young Utah woman, the great-great-granddaughter of uh, Sergeant Stan Nance, brought this to your attention. What, what's, uh, how do you do, how'd she do that? How, how does she, how does a young person, I think she was 15, 16 years old, old when she started this effort, how does she get the attention of a member of Congress? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Someone just sent me a picture that reminded me of this, where she had a, a display at the at the state capitol, and you know had some posters and had a little table there, and she was uh, she was just informing people and talking a little bit about things that her great great grandpa did, and I and I walked by and saw that and started talking with Madeline and. Uh, and realized that what she was doing was very, very important and that her great-great-grandfather and, and the other members of the Ghost Army deserved recognition, and it kind of started from there. Fascinating. You, uh, sir, an aviator in your military career, uh, you have seen much of the world from high above. Uh, I imagine that much of the deception was uh, positioning these inflatable tanks and these inflatable structures and even, uh, as I've combed through a little bit of history myself, even inflatable soldiers uh, to give off the appearance to those looking from above. It it strikes me as silly. When you see the up-close images in some of the old uh, videos, you see these members of the Ghost Army. They're able to pick up these tanks with, uh, you know, one hand, roll them over, uh, just, you know, lightweight, inflatable. How was that able to – how was that able to so effectively deceive uh, the enemy? Well, I mean, the obvious answer, and I know, I know you know this, it, it will be you know clear to people, but you know the reconnaissance wasn't nearly as technical or as good as it is now. I mean, the Germans were flying over with you know their fighters and taking pictures, you know, basically with a handheld camera, and so they didn't have near the detail, um, and or nor near the ability to to, to discern, uh, like for example, some of the other signals intelligence, some of the soundtracks and things. They just couldn't determine what was real and what wasn't. But it's it's important to know too that these guys did some human intelligence or counterintelligence operations. They would. Uh, take people, one of the requirements that many of them had were to be fluent in various languages. And so they would uh, put people in uniforms or in civilian clothes and plant them in cafes in, say, occupied France. And they would have conversations that would lead, you know, German, sometimes civilians or sometimes German soldiers around them to believe that they overheard a conversation. Mm. Uh, There was nothing but a deception. So some of it was human counterintelligence as well, where they would plant these false flags or these individuals that would help to deceive as well. There have been efforts to honor those members of the Ghost Army in Congress in the past. Uh, They have not been successful. Uh, How are things looking this go around? Well, the uh, Congressional Gold Medal is, is a big deal. I mean, it, we don't hand that thing out like uh, like Biden hands out trillions of dollars, right? It's, it's harder <laughs> okay. than that. Uh, but, uh, 
but uh, but that's cool because that that means when you when you do get this award, it really really means something. So it, it's going to take some time and it's going to take some effort. I was involved, for example, with with giving the Congressional Gold Medal to Anwar Sadat, and it took many of us, I think, probably three or four years to to work that until we had enough support to make that a reality. And and I think this is probably not going to be completed by the weekend. It's going to take a little more time than that. But we're committed to honoring these soldiers. We feel a sense of urgency. As I said, there's only about a dozen of them now. There's only 11 that we know of that are still alive. I think it would be so cool if we could do this for Stan, uh, who turns, I think, 103 uh, this year. In fact, I think actually early on this year, as I recall, uh, I, w- I would love to, uh, to have him present, be there when we present this uh, Congressional Gold yeah. Medal. So we're pushing this as quickly as we can. Outstanding. Uh, Congressman Chris Stewart, thank you so much uh, for explaining this to us and for your efforts on behalf of those uh, those members of the Ghost Army, those who uh, saved, some estimates say, 30,000 American lives. We're going to take a, a break right now. When we come back, we'll be speaking with Madeline Christensen. You heard her reference during my conversation with Congressman Stewart. Uh, she, the great-granddaughter of Sergeant Stan Nance from the Ghost Army. Here, taking us to break, is Sergeant Stan Nance. One mother or one new bride was spared the agony of putting a gold star in their front window. That's what the 23rd headquarters was all about. (laughs) You think that's how it went down? You think Taylor Swift was visiting Utah and she was driving around, she saw the name of of an amusement park and thought, oh, you know what? You know what? That right there, that's an album name. I don't know. We'll see how that one plays out evermore. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, This segment, I am so looking forward to this conversation. You heard before the break, I spoke with Utah Congressman Chris Stewart about a piece of legislation he has right now, which would honor a group called the Ghost Army, specifically veterans of the Ghost Army. Uh, I won't get into too many details here describing what the Ghost Army is because I have a young historian uh, on hold right now who's going to explain it all to us. But what Congressman Stewart is attempting is to honor these veterans with the Congressional Gold Medal. Now, the Congressional Gold Medal, as Congressman Stewart uh, explained to us, is not something you hand out every day. Uh, and it, it, even for you know the most accomplished and deserving individuals and groups of individuals, it can be difficult to get Congress uh, rallied around uh, the cause uh, sufficient to pass through the different chambers and ultimately onto the president's desk to award an individual or group the Congressional Gold Medal. Some recipients in the past, uh, uh, there were some U.S. fighter aces received uh, the Congressional Gold Medal, uh, as well as Charles Lindbergh in 1930 received the Congressional Gold Medal a number uh, of astronauts, Neil Armstrong, Buzz, Allen, Buzz Aldrin, Michael Collins, and John Glenn, recipients of the gold medal. And right now, it uh, will be debated whether or not veterans of the Ghost Army should be on the receiving end of a congressional gold medal. Now, this conversation wouldn't even be happening if it weren't for the young woman who joins me now. Madeline Christensen joins me. Uh, Madeline, welcome to the program. Thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Now, hold on. You're not supposed to be like in school or anything, are you, right now? No, today's an online day. So. Oh, very good. All right, all right. It's easier to skip online days than in person, though, huh? 
<laughs> you just say the camera. Just a broken. little, you know. Uh, listen, you, your your great grandfather. Uh, he is one of these ghost army soldiers, uh, specifically a member of the 23rd Headquarters Special Troops who participated in some astounding uh, acts of deception to trick the enemy, ultimately saving uh, 30,000 estimated American lives. And uh, you, you decided and you took it upon yourself uh, to bring attention to to the exploits of of these veterans. Tell, tell me that story. How did you first become aware of what your grand, great-grandfather had done? So um, I actually didn't become aware of it until I think it was 2018 when um, we were celebrating his 100th birthday party, and he just started telling the family about this story about him being um, part of this ghost army, and I'm sitting here being like, I'm in U.S. history right now, we haven't learned anything about inflatable tanks or like um, <laughs> this like group of soldiers that apparently saved thousands, tens of thousands of lives. Like, I think we would have covered this. Yeah. Um, but I went home and did some research, and sure enough, it is definitely real. Um, my grandfather was not <laughs> calling a bluff, and so um, he and I just fell in love with the story. I ended up um, creating a National History Day competition um, entrant in, about the Ghost Army and won a national award at the competition and um, just felt like the story should be told and yeah. interviewed, um, I think it was nine veterans and got to personally meet them and just, I have adopted <laughs> nine more grandparents and um I just I really want them to be honored and want their story to be told because it's so amazing and really an inspiration for so many different aspects of modern day. As we have started this conversation here on the program today, uh, I have been keeping an eye on the text messages that we receive. And folks wanting to text in 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I have received uh, so many uh, text messages uh, mentioning Sergeant Stan Nance, your great-grandfather. Uh, one text message comes in here, uh, says, Stan Nance was my neighbor growing up, a very dynamic man. Uh, one of his sons was my best friend. And uh, and that's just one of many talking about uh, how wonderful uh, Stanley Nance was uh, and is today. What a great man and specifically, uh, you know, what a, a dynamic person he was. What do you think it would mean uh, to your great-grandfather should this uh, congressional gold medal be awarded to him and the other 1,100-some-odd soldiers that fought uh, as members of the Ghost Army deceiving uh, the enemy during World War II? He would just be about the happiest and, like, tearful guy you have seen on the planet Earth. Um, when I won my um, national prize with my exhibit, um, it's what I feel like was the first recognition of the Ghost Army, the first physical award they have ever received for their service. And um, I I showed it to my grandfather when I returned from D.C. and he just, he just tears up and kisses it and kisses me and kisses, he just, He's just so happy, and that's not even the Congressional Gold Medal. It's uh, um, just a student project award. Well, and I, I, imagine, these men... I imagine to him it's much more than just a student project. Uh, it's a, 
You've been able to uh, you travel out to Washington, D.C. because you're telling his story. You've uh, interacted with members of Congress. W- what about that stage of the game when uh, when a, a specific way of honoring uh, your grandfather and others came about, the awarding of the Congressional Gold Medal? How is it that you, you find yourself uh, speaking with members of Congress and, and getting them to actually do something? Because, you know, you uh, I know are a budding historian. You're going to quickly find out that getting things done in Congress and getting them to take action— <laughs> That takes some doing. You were able to pull it off. How'd you do it? So I, um, this bill was introduced, I think, two sessions ago to begin with. And then when I started, um, the Ann Custer's office and just kind of people involved with it invited me to go and lobby on the floors of Congress. And I took it up, missed a week of school, and... Ever since then, I have been meeting and um, now have been just mostly emailing and uh, continuing to lobby and um, push this to get done. I've, um, yeah, it's yeah. been quite a push, but we were able to get over 220 with the end of last session co sponsors on the House side. And that's huge. Um, it's just getting that pushed to 290 in the House side and then moving on to Senate. And I, I can it's, tell you, it's, it's been pushing. I, I was a, a House staffer for a, a number of years. You've probably interacted with many House and Senate staffers. Uh, and I can tell you that what you've been able to accomplish uh, is, is nothing short of amazing. And to do so at this <laughs> young age uh, is all the more amazing. And uh, I think it's a testament not only to uh, to you, but also to the great legacy and example set by your great-grandfather, Sergeant Stan Nance. Uh, you're doing incredible things uh, because you're following the example of someone who did incredible things uh, on his own in defense of this nation and the freedoms that uh, we enjoy today. Uh, let me ask you this. You have demonstrated a marvelous capacity uh, to take on a task. Uh, you're 17 years old. You're looking out to the future. Uh, what does the future hold for you? What do you think you'll do in life? What do you study in college? Who knows? I'm shooting for the stars, trying to go Ivy League, actually. That's but um, I, we're going to see what the future holds. But, well, I, I wish um, you the best of luck, and I want to know how it works out for you because I – I can hear in your voice and I can see in your deeds uh, that you're destined for great things. And I know that that war hero, uh, your great-grandfather, Sergeant Nance, is uh, today and forever will be uh, incredibly proud of you. Whether or not he receives the Congressional Gold Medal, uh, I I think that he has already received uh, the award and the recognition sufficient just in your actions. So uh, I admire you a great deal and I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so much. But we're going to get that gold medal. Absolutely. Absolutely we are. Uh, (laughs) Count on me as an ally. You need some help, you give me a call, and we'll see what we can do together. (laughs) Okay, sounds perfect. Thank you. Absolutely. Madeline Christensen has been my guest. Her uh, great-grandfather, years ago as a soldier in World War II, participated in the Ghost Army. Uh, used some trickery and some deception to uh, fool the enemy into thinking this when we were doing that. It's a remarkable story uh, and has really only been a part of history books for the past little while, being classified for so, so long. Right now, an effort in Congress to award members of the Ghost Army uh, with the Congressional Gold Medal is in the works, and we'll cross our fingers and hope that comes about, this incredible story. Uh, That's it for this segment, though. Time to take a break. We'll get some news, and when we come back... Uh, There's a little battle right now brewing between Facebook and Apple. What is going on? 
And what's it mean for you and me? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.